Okay, I have the timer here now. Yeah, and I I, I was gonna I, I was thinking we could we could try that out. We could like before we start each segment, decide how long we want to go. We can both set it, put it on silent mode so it won't beep. But you will say well, that doesn't go work. I mean, if it's in silent mode, I'm probably not gonna notice it's off. It's, it's, well, you it's, can it's, notice when it turns yellow and when it turns red, and sort of we pace well, our that closer. Means I have to be looking at it. Well, yeah, just put it in front of you. It's big. You'll see. Okay, fine. You can keep the beep on if you want. I like doing it without the beep because I can get the visual cue. Well, I mean, that, that, that that's no fun. Okay, you can keep the beep on. All right. Okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, this is no fun without the beeping. The hell's the point of having the damn thing if it's not going to beep? All right, fine. Let's let's okay. Let's start. <laughs> beep 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 beep. Okay, hold on. My my wife was really very. I I had this thing beep quite a lot like this week. My <laughs> wife was getting really really pissed off at the beeping. <laughs> she was quite freaking just just turn off that goddamn beeping. See see the whole thing is I liked I specifically liked the silent mode because I put it like right in front of me and I see it you know every few seconds but like it doesn't have the beep and i was using it to pace myself for various activities since i got it but you can do as you wish i I just really just was (laughs) i just really was using it just to just to make it beep can i can i be honest i I was not pacing myself in any way shape or form i was just making a beep i I, oh okay yeah of course (laughs) Yeah, and my wife did find that very amusing. Excellent. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, my uh, Alex likes making it beep. Okay, so at least Alex and I now have something in common. Okay. <laughs> Too bad when it gets to zero, it doesn't yell "fuck you." <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Actually, we need to find one of those. <laughs> Okay, now my wife is over here. <laughs> what? What? For real? What? What? That shit is going. Okay, you can tell that's the Sam here. Hold on. <laughs> hey, hey. That that thing is going off every two minutes. It's, it's like when you I, get a toddler, like a drum set or something. I hear it until my, my bedroom. You can hear it all the way out there. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, fine. I'll turn down the volume. Turn down the volume, okay, dude. Okay, let's see. All right, there. No, he broke it. No, he no, broke no. It. No, I did not break he it. He broke it. I did not break it. There. There. Just still loud. Are you sure that does the... Let's see. Yeah, that is the lower volume setting. Yes. You guys are driving me nuts. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. Thank you. Okay, give me the thing. Give me the thing. Okay. Go, go. Ow, ow, ow. Just been attacked.
Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Friday, July 16th, 2021. It's just before 2.30 UTC as we're starting to record. I am Sam Minter, and Yvonne Bo is with us today. Hello, Yvonne. Hello! So, hello! <laughs> yes. Hello! Uh, yeah, yes, hello. 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 Hell, hi! Oh, is no, that... the beep. The beep. Yes. Hello! Hi. <laughs> hi, everybody! <laughs> I, I I sent Ivana timer that I really like. I mentioned it on the show the other week because it's got a big visual timer and it's got like green, yellow, red to let you know when it goes down. And it's got a silent mode. But Ivana's here like, silent mode? Fuck that! It makes a beep! <laughs> it sounds like that. <laughs> if you guys can't tell, that's what it sounds like. Uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, agenda right off the top. Uh, we ha- love beeping. I like, I, yes, I, I like yes, beeping. I, 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 <laughs> I like flashing lights and I like beeping. I, Yvonne is a is very simple man. He enjoys I, his beeps. I gotta, admit, I gotta admit that there are certain very simple pleasures I have. Beeps, okay? lights. And I must admit, lights, flashing lights and beeping, I've always been, I like them. You know, you remember, I, I, I have, listen, I have on, like, my computer what uh, uh, that app called the Dashboard Lights, basically, that just blinks, like, when the network's active and when the hard drive's active yep, 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 with yep. that. I have that. And I remember, I mean, when I was little, I mean, man, I mean, I loved those flashing lights on the computer. I mean, the ones, the hard drive and stuff. I've, I've mentioned this before. Podcast, I love that shit. Okay, okay. Agenda. Our two main topics today. One is oh, where oh oh you know yeah. what other lights I like you know <laughs> yes, the yes, you, you remember the old uh, <laughs> tape decks or whatever that had these like LED meters of the sound yes you know yes. that they would go oh I shit I love that Th- those are good I must admit but <laughs> yeah I, I agree I I, I like those and you know along the sim- similar lines. On the old Knight Rider TV show, when Kit would talk. Oh, when Kit would talk. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I like I love that, too. So anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so the agenda today, the two main topics. Number one, there has been a whole bunch of new Trump stuff this week. Not necessarily stuff Trump did this week, but there have been several books are on their book announcement tours of basically the last days of the Trump administration. And apparently a lot of this came from General Milley. Uh, There were other sources as well. And so there's a lot of stuff that's been in the news and being talked about uh, in the last few days on, you know, basically what Trump was doing between the election and the end of his term. Um, And so we'll talk a little bit about some of that. The other thing is the space billionaires. Uh, we, of course, had, uh, we've got, you know, Richard Branson did his flight this week. Elon Musk has been doing his thing forever. Jeff Bezos is about to do something. So we'll talk about the space billionaires. And, you know, that's probably enough. We've had a, several shows in a row now. I, I, I'm looking at the history. Uh, the last three shows in a row have been over two hours. So we will attempt to be under two attempt. hours this time. We will see. And we're going and, and to use technology. We will use this little timer thing. and but, but first, we will do our but first segment. And we'll try to stick to uh, under 15 minutes each for that. So I'm, I'm setting my little timer for 15 minutes. And 
I'm going to ask Yvonne to go first because I want to hear, Yvonne, unless you have another topic. You had a little adventure in your neighborhood with a police officer and a police car. Well, before I get to that, I I, I promised my wife to make an announcement. Okay. All right. Okay. So October 22nd through the 25th, my wife's foundation, Manu for Inclusion, is holding its annual uh, uh, 5K, okay, virtual run. It's a virtual run, so you could do it anywhere that you would like. Uh, You could sign up uh, for it and track your time and report it, and people get uh, certain medals. It it raises funds to help the foundation with its programs that help uh, families with kids with autism and other uh, and other conditions and so forth. And so it really helps a lot. To, uh, mostly the, for, for, for the most part is to help the families. A, lo- a lot of, there's a lot of programs for, for kids, but not as many for the families themselves and how to deal with it. Uh, so helping mostly families right now in Florida and in, well, actually no, in the, in the U.S. and in Colombia specifically, we've got about 30 families there that are being helped by the foundation. So, uh, I, if you want to sign up and donate, uh, to the, or just, you know, if you don't want to run, okay. I mean, you know, it would be nice just to, you don't have to run. You can walk it. Okay. Report the time. I did it last year where I walked because I know that my feet were, uh, I was, uh, I, I, I had, uh, some really bad, uh, plantar fasciitis, so I couldn't run it. Okay. But I walked it. Okay. And reported my time. I didn't do so bad. Uh, but so, uh, the so last, last year, Yvonne, last year, I signed up for this thing after extreme pressure from Yvonne and his wife. Extreme pressure. Extreme My pressure. God. I, si- I signed up for yeah, it. We sent, I, yeah, we sent I, a couple of guys over there to beat you up. Yes. I, I, yeah, exactly. Um, I signed up. I made my donation. And then I will tell you, there was an issue because I tried to log my time for these five kilometers, and? which I did by simply noting at the deadline how long it had taken me to do the last five kilometers I'd walked anyway. And uh-huh. and it wouldn't let me put in a time more than 24 hours. <laughs> okay, well. And, and, and so I just had to put in 23 hours, 59 minutes, and 59 seconds. Uh, okay, well, all right, well, that's, that's bad. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it, it, the, web, the, the website is for people who, you know, can walk five kilometers in less than 24 hours. It, it is manuforinclusion.org. It's M-A-N-U-F-O-R uh, inclusion.org. Okay, all right. So if you guys want to go there, if you scroll down on the page, you will see the link there to the 5K virtual race. You could just click, uh, you know, click there, do whatever, and so forth. So, okay, all right. So that's my announcement. But Going back to uh to the to the the little incident uh this uh Sunday. Uh well I happened to be driving home and uh we'd come back from having uh late lunch, early dinner. I don't know what you could call it. You know, we went to eat at four o'clock. We hadn't really had lunch, but it was a little bit early for dinner. So anyway, so we're dr- driving down. And we were driving back home. We were going to drop off uh, some leftovers because uh, we're going to take Manu somewhere else. Okay. And as I'm driving to uh, drop off the leftovers, I'm passing uh, very close to our house. There are some uh, canals around here. There's a lot of canals in 
in South Florida that channel water that's coming from the Everglades to get it to the ocean. Okay, it's just a way for them to manage, you know, uh, the South Florida Water Management District has built these canals a long time ago in order to manage the, the stream of water. And all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see the, a little piece of a roof of an SUV in the canal. And I noticed it's got some kind of logo. It looked like it was a police logo. But I'm like, I, I go and I see this and I'm like, this is wrong. And I slam the brakes and I stop and I, I tell my wife, call 911. There's something wrong here. Okay. So, uh, I, cr- you know, I was on the other side, I was heading eastbound and, you know, I had to cross the westbound lanes. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's a four lane, four lane road, two rate road, two lanes each way. I parked the car in the, there's a turning lane on the, in the, in the, in the median. And so I, I parked there and I crossed the street and I crossed this, there's a very, uh, uh, wide, uh, grassy area before you get to the canal and it slopes down and I get down there and there is this, uh, police SUV that has like the its front left corner in the water, okay? And I can't tell if there's anybody even in the vehicle, okay? The windows are dark, I can't see. And I'm like, well, this this is bad. This this has got uh, you know, this 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 is totally wrong. So, uh, a couple of people other people saw that I stopped and, uh, and, that, and that I was heading there and stopped and and came to help. I I tried to open the the doors and they were all locked, okay? So, uh, one of the guys that stopped behind me, um, had a golf club and said, I got a golf club. And I said, that sounds perfect. Let's smash the window. Let's open the door. And so he came over with a golf club and he smashed a window and he went and climbed in the car. And it was, it was very difficult to go down the slope and get to where the vehicle was. The vehicle was tilted at a 30 degree angle. Part of it is, was in the water, um, it's difficult to get to, uh, difficult to get to this. Okay, I mean our feet get keep getting like stuck in. It's not even like it wasn't mud. It's more like sand, and the sand like just just kept like giving our feet. I kept getting my my feet like just jammed in the sand that I couldn't move. Um, and so he managed to 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 smash the window, uh, managed to unlock it and 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 open the door, and there was a police officer there. The police officer we tried to speak to him. He could not communicate. He was having some kind of seizure, something. He was just just not being able to communicate. And so we're trying to figure out what the hell to do. And the thing is that in the center of the vehicle uh, on these police cars now, they have so much equipment, computers and stuff or whatever. There was like, there's no way to get them out. Okay. And the and the problem is that the 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 you know, because he is the vehicle is uh, tilted in his direction. You didn't got to be pulling his entire weight out over this this area. It's like, it, it was just, we just couldn't figure out a way to get him out. And then I thought about, well, opening the door, getting in the water and opening the door on that side. Problem is, the guy seemed to be incapacitated. So if we open the door in that direction, and then presumably also, the you, don't, you wouldn't want to get on the downside of the car in case it no. goes that direction. Well, and that was a problem also. We, it, 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 we're we like looking at this and it was lit- real, sitting very precariously at the edge of the water. We're like, is this car going to go into the water? Well, look, we couldn't do anything with that, but we, we figured out that the, the, the officer was there. We call, you know, we had called, nine, my wife had called 911, a few of us. 
all of a sudden, a ton of vehicles showed up all at once. Uh, and, and they took over from their uh, fire rescue, uh, police and so forth and so on. Um, and so I, I, you know what? I let the professionals take care of it. Okay. Yeah, you know, they, they course. got there, they're, they're doing their job or whatever, whatnot. So, um, I did call, I did have a call later with, uh, with the police department. Uh, he's a 52 year old, uh, police officer named Todd Hart. Uh, he apparently had shown up to work that day and was sick. His, uh, his boss told him when they were doing the, 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 you know, they, they do this, uh, they, they, they check in and they go under, under assignments. They were like, dude, you're not feeling well. You need to go home. Okay. So he had sent them home. So apparently on his way home, he had, um, this happened on his way home. Now, one thing that happened is that it appears that he had tried to call uh, on the radio, but he couldn't reach anybody. And so the way the way that he wound up being stuck there is that he was driving eastbound on on this road, and he blacked out. And the car went over the medium, okay, and into the canal. But look, he listen somehow he managed to stop the vehicle before it went any further. Five more feet. He would have been in the water completely. He would have drowned. He would have been dead. Okay? Wow. All it took was just a few more feet. That's how close he was to to dying. Okay? And then I asked him, guys, okay, all right, so I saw the car. Did we figure out how long he'd been there? And uh, it turned out that, because I said, listen, I was driving in the same direction as he was. I didn't see the accident and it's a long road. So it's not like, you know, it's not like, I mean, there was, there, there was a lot, you know, it would take about probably 45 seconds for me to drive up and get there. So obviously he had been stuck there for some time and I was just wondering how long, well, they took, told, they told me that apparently he had been there at least 10 minutes and nobody had noticed that the vehicle was there. Wow. They had tried to start looking for him, but but you know, uh, and they hadn't found him. That's why so many police officers showed up. But the one thing is that I'm like, fuck, I'm the only guy that noticed that this fucking car was was there with a cop. Me? I mean, listen, this road is not you know is not a tranquil road. Probably in ten minutes, at least a hundred cars went by. At least nobody noticed it, except me. Um, I, I mean, so, um, the, the guy, the, he went, they took him to the hospital. They found that he has a tumor and they think it's cancerous, hmm. which is in his brain. And so that's what caused the whole thing. Um, you know, his family went like allowed to, you know, because they knew that I'd, I'd called and we'd been like trying to find out and they, they, you know, they agreed to release the medical information to let us know what was going on. Um, now, they were very grateful um, that we found him. Uh, but I, 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 I just, I, I don't know what the hell it is about me and my, uh, my field of vision that I realize that when something is fucked up, okay, visually, that that's wrong, that it shouldn't be there. Uh, because I remember when I was a little kid, I had something similar happen where I, there was a boat. Uh, when I took you to the Virgin Islands in that bay out there, you ever think you remember when we anchored out there in that bay? Vaguely, Vague, well, vaguely, but you kind of have an idea where we're talking about. 
is that I was like sitting up at the top of our uh, of a boat when I was like six or seven years old, and and there was like probably, well, there was like a I had to guess there was a hundred people looking out at that bay doing stuff or whatever, and I I see something out there it looks like there's a boat on fire. Nobody else had noticed it, and I and I was like I go I go or grab people and say guys, there's a boat on fire out there, and nobody had seen it, and I'm like. Well, they all climbed on our boat, went out there, and yep, there was a damn boat on fire. Some people had gone out on a boat, rented a boat, tourists, they were drunk, they had fired up a barbecue on a boat floating out in the ocean, uh, the, the damn barbecue overturned, it was burning, it was burning the boat, it, it actually was burning them, okay, uh, called the Coast Guard, and a whole bunch of people showed up, they rescued them, they actually had to airlift them out of the island to somewhere else because they were suffered from serious burns. Wow. But if I hadn't seen the stupid boat out there, the damn, but, but I'm like, how the hell is it that a hundred people looking out there and nobody notices it's a fucking boat on fire? I don't understand. I, 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 it's just, uh, I don't know. So, um, I, 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 I seem to, uh, for whatever reason, uh, uh, I don't know. I notice these things. I, I don't know. Well, anyway, good. Like, yes, that's all I can say. I, I just, I, it's, 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 uh, you know, uh, but, but yeah, but, 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 uh, well, you know, unfortunately I'm like, you know, I, well, we found him. He didn't go into the canal. He's getting care. Thank God. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, that's that, but that was, uh, that was a little bit more uh, Sunday adventure than than I had uh, bargained for at that point. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. So. Not not a not an everyday occurrence, thank goodness. But uh, no. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've I've had to bail out people from. I mean, I took. I mean, there was an accident when I was a teenager that happened. A couple of people like flipped over a car. I had to take them out of a car. I did that once. But. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It was like, well, I don't look. I see an emergency. I'm, I go when I, I don't know. I go when I help. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I, it, it's not like nothing else crossed my mind. Other, I saw that. It, it, you know, immediately I knew somebody was in trouble, and I just didn't think about it two seconds. And I'm like, I gotta go do something. Right. Whatever the fuck it is, I gotta do something. Look, thank God for my vision that way, because it also saved my life one day. Look, I still remember, look, the one time that I was the most scared, the scariest thing that's ever happened to me on the road of my, my life was this one time that I was driving home uh, at night uh, in Puerto Rico, where all of a sudden, I, I, I'm looking straight ahead at the road. There you go, time up. You can finish your thought. And I'm looking, and I realize, shit, that's a car coming head on to me. And I swerved, and, and I swerved, and uh, and yep, there was some asshole on the left lane on the highway, driving the wrong way. And you know, you've seen these wrong way accidents happen, like in the news, and usually people just wind up getting killed. Yeah. Okay. But look, thank God that by freaking vision that I that God gave me that gift of that vision because. Look, I saw that. I swerved, and and I had a good enough room, uh, a, a margin of safety that I avoided that vehicle. It was a, it was not a, a a close call because I saw it far enough in the distance. 
Okay. I will say that I, I, after I swerved and I saw him go by me, I was so shaken up. I, I've never been that shaken up in something related to a car in my life than that. Because, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we, we would have been dead. I mean, I must have been going at least 75, 80 miles an hour for sure. I mean, whatever speed, I mean, there's going to be a collision at, at, you know, 160 or something. Know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that was not survivable. No. Okay. On, on a lighter note, uh, I will do mine. And it's been a little while since I've done uh, books or movies or TV. So I figured I'll do one of oh, those. Oh, we're getting a book. A movie. A book. We're going to do a book. And I've set my timer we're for go 15 a book. minutes. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and, and, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll take the whole 15 minutes. This is uh, one that we I finished on February 18th. So we are in this year now. Uh, this is one I was reading with Alex. Alex had to last year, he's supposed to read a certain amount of stuff every day. And uh, occasionally we would get him to read stuff on his own, but he, he would prefer to read things together. Uh, so we often uh, read together, which, which by the way, uh, generally took the form of me reading out loud to him. However, like mm -hmm. 80% of the time, he would sit next to me in such a way that he was actually reading it as well. And I could tell he was reading, not just listening, because he would crack up laughing and correct me whenever I would get a word wrong. Okay. Okay. So he he wasn't just sort of not reading, but... I mean, he, he liked the thing where we sit together and read whatever. Anyway, so this book <laughs> was not one actually assigned by the school because one of the times that he had finished the book assigned by the school and he had not, and they had not yet assigned another one, we just picked some of our own. And you, if you guys remember, I'd read the whole Lord of the Rings series to him like this, uh, over the last few years. Uh, I start, I decided the next thing after the Lord of the Rings to sort of go through geek culture stuff uh was the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy uh, uh okay so we, we and you know this has been adapted i mean it was actually a radio show before it was a book uh it has been a tv show it there have been i think more than one movie of this stupid thing um in any case there have been multiple versions of this in all kinds of different media we read the novelization that came out in 1979. I, I kind of didn't realize it was quite that old, but it is, it is. Um, and, uh, this is of course, uh, Douglas Adams. And, uh, this is the first book of the quote unquote hitchhikers trilogy, uh, which as of the last update has five items in it. Um, now he's dead, but apparently there is still a sixth one coming being written by somebody else. <laughs> but, um, all right. No, no. It, uh, it, it, or is it an AI bot? No, the sixth one actually already was published in 2009, it looks like. So there's six, oh, okay. but the sixth one was written by somebody else. Um, it would have been cool if it was an AI bot. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think maybe, maybe number seven will be that way. Um, okay. and in any case, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was the first, it was the original, um, it, for anybody who is not familiar, although I can't imagine that. It's sort of comical science fiction. So uh, it, it is a sort of science fiction-y book, but the whole thing is like, it's jokes the whole way, or comical situations and <laughs> things like that. Um, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give away the premise 
from the first chapter or so, so not spoilers for the whole book. Um, but it starts out with this guy, Arthur Dent, uh, waking up in his house and he discovers that, you know, there are people trying to bulldoze his house to make room for a bypass. Okay. And his, okay. And, and so, and apparently there'd been notices in the planning office and such, but he had no idea. So there were bulldozers getting ready to bulldoze his house, trying to get him to leave. He lies down in front of the bulldozers to stop them. His four, his friend, Ford Prefect, uh, comes and, you know, basically tricks him into like, let's just go down to the pub. Right. And like the foreman of the, the, the bulldozer team, he'll sit, he'll sit in front of the bulldozer for you so we can go get a drink. Okay. So they go get a drink. And at that place, at while they're at the pub, Ford basically realize, uh, reveals that actually he's an alien. Um, and the earth is about to be destroyed to make way for an intergalactic bypass. And meanwhile, you know, Arthur Dent hears his house being knocked over. Um, and they, they escape, they escape, uh, into an alien spaceship. One of the ones that was about to destroy the earth and then their adventures begin. So the whole thing begins with the destruction of the planet earth. Uh, and the one survivor, Arthur Dent, who was rescued by his friend, who's an alien and they go on a variety of different adventures. And, um, and look, I, I still find it funny. Uh, you know, like some of the, some of the things I'm, I've mentioned, like watching like comedies from the 1970s and feeling like they really fell flat. Uh, this, this still sort of hits for me. There are a few places where it's like, eh, okay. But for the most part, it's still funny. And Alex is cracking up all of, okay. all, you know, over and over again and making like comments about the various situations and such. I mean, th there are a few famous ones in here. So I'll, I'll mention them because probably everybody's heard like, like they, they end up on the spaceship that has this infinite improbability drive, which basically works by making very improbable things happen. So like, it's very improbable that you just disappear where you are and appear at another planet, like half a galaxy away. But in order to make that happen, it makes all kinds of improbable things happen. So in one situation, for instance, um, they, you know, uh, somebody's shooting missiles at them and they activate the infinite, the infinite improbability drive, which transforms the two missiles into a sperm whale and a bowl of petunias. And, okay. And then it goes through the sperm whale's thoughts from the moment it is suddenly created from this missile to the moment it splats on the planet below. Okay. <laughs> you know, it, it has a very famous thing. It's like, oh, what's this big brown thing coming up at me? Maybe it will be friends with me. Splat. <laughs> uh, I could see how that would be quite startling. Yes. So anyway, um, there's a whole bunch of stuff. It's funny. Uh, the, you know, uh, it's, it is appropriate. Well, mostly there, there are a few like sex references and things like that, but it was mostly appropriate for an 11 year old. Um, and, uh, um, and, and it's still fun. I, I, I had fun with it, you know, ever since 
I was his age. I'm watching the, listening to the, sh- the, the, I think the, the one that I first hit, I'm not sure if I've ever listened to the entire original radio play. Uh, I think I have, but the first one I saw was the television show. It was those, it was a, a limited BBC television show. It was only like six episodes or something. I don't know. It was short. Um, but it, it was fun and it, it's, um, uh, it's good. Thumbs up. If you have not read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, it is worth a read. It is short. It is a quick read. I mean, e- even reading it, uh, you know, slowly, you know, every once in a while, a few pages at a time with my son, it didn't take very long. If you just sat down and re- read this thing, you'd be done in no time. Um, but it, it, it's fun. It's, it's comedic. It's, uh, uh, full of interesting little, you know, it's it's full of a lot of things like the missile turning into a whale and then hearing about the whale's thoughts before it dies two minutes later. Um, it's got lots of it's got like, you know, hyper intelligent mice. It's got. Yeah, it, it, it's goofy. It's fun. It's good. It, uh, I would um, definitely like go for the book first if you're going to think about some of the versions of it later, like the latest latest. I don't know. If, I think there've been two recent movie versions of it. I should, I should check, but like, um, anyway, the, the most recent movie version I saw did not impress me. I was not thrilled with it. Uh, the TV show was funny, but it's, you know, seventies, eighties, whatever. So it's, it's like old and, you know, you'll, you'll notice the age in it. I'm sure if you were watching today, but the book, the book aged pretty well. I like the, I, I like, I like the book. Um, and so, uh, yeah, and you, you don't necessarily have to read the whole series. Um, I think we started on the next one with my son. The next one is the restaurant at the end of the universe, uh, is the, the name of the second book in the series. Um, but my memory from reading all of these many, many years ago, except that number six book, I don't think I've ever read that, um, is that they sort of get less interesting as you go because it sort of feels like they're playing out the same jokes over and over again and it was really funny the first three times but by the time you get to number 10 it's like okay i get the point i've sort of heard that next um but it's got an interesting style and of course the uh you know the conceit of the book the title uh, the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy uh is basically a- an electronic book with entries on everything you can imagine. Um, and really reading it today, I mean, it's freaking Wikipedia. Okay. The, the, except with a little bit of an attitude, like for instance, the, the entry for earth, I have memorized the entire hitchhiker's galaxy entry for the planet earth. Well, there are two versions mentioned in the book. The first Ford prefect was actually sent to earth to revise the entry, uh, to make it more up to date. The original entry before Ford prefect came to earth was just one word harmless. His proposed revision was mostly harmless. Okay. So, anyway. Uh, so that's that. Uh, have you ever read this thing or seen any of the shows or movies? Or uh, no, I have not. Ah, okay. Uh, it, it, it's worth it if you're in the right mood. And I, I will fully admit it's sort of... A, a lot of it is kind of adolescent humor. Um, it is... 
it most I mean, have clearly you seen will... me have you just like yeah <laughs> i mean it it's, it seems like the, the age at which this resonates the most to people is like early teenage, you know, maybe late teenage, but teenagers, it's, it's like the same kind of, you know, I don't know, like it's like Saturday Night Live tended to always appeal to sort of late teenagers, early college as the primary like audience and anybody outside that range was sort of always like, eh. But like people in that rage would sort of get it until I guess more recently. Now, now everybody says they hate it. I don't know. Um, but you know, but yeah, it, it's, it's sort amazing of amazing how many people say they hate it, but they still but know still about watch it. it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's um, like whatever. I haven't seen it in ages. I just, whenever somebody no, like but, highlights but, something but I think else. That one of the things is just the way that people consume now and how this is consumed and monetized right now. You don't have to necessarily watch the actual show. Yeah, if, if there's actually a funny go, clip, everyone will share it, and you'll see it that way. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah, so I, I've seen a, a handful of funny clips from Saturday Night Live when they when people like them and share them around, and I see them on Twitter exactly. or something. But th- I, that's yep. it. You know, I don't go looking for it. Yep. No. Um, no. And, but anyway, I think Hitchhiker's Guide is the same kind of thing. It's like it, the primary age range from the humor is probably, you know, 13 to 18, <laughs> But I, I still found it funny. It's got a lot of, it's just got a lot of fun stuff. And it's mostly like, you know, just incongruous things you wouldn't think of going together, uh, as opposed to sort of like, you know, vulgar humor of some sort or physical humor. I, I don't like get into those, but this was fun for me. So, and Alex liked it too. So that's it. And I'm, I'm under my 15 minutes. Okay. Wow. You did. There it didn't go. beep. Not yet. You should should I riff for another 90 seconds or so to try to get it there? Maybe. <laughs> no. no, no. Right. The can, one thing I'll mention is the next skip one. The, beeping the next one for me to do is a movie. Like, just a preview. I'm not going to talk about it today. But next time I talk about media of any sort, it will be the 1952 movie High Noon. There you go. Okay. Preview. So, is there a, a low noon movie as well? Why is there not a low noon? Why is it high noon? Because the sun is high in the sky at noon. So, wouldn't be low... Well, no, it's not noon. So, if it's midnight, shouldn't it be low midnight and high noon? Well, I guess the sun is as low as it goes at midnight, but you can't see it to notice that in the same way. I think we need to research this at some point. Okay. All right. Anyway. Okay. Let's let's take a break. And when we come back, we will do all the Donald Trump stuff. Ready for the test, Dracula? I'm ready. Frankenstein. Then let us begin. Creepy Classic celebrates the classic horror and science fiction films from the silent era through the 1960s, and retro TV horror from the 1950s to the 1970s. Visit creepyclassics.com for all your classic video needs. And when you buy something, tell Ron that the curmudgeons say hello. All right, I'm, I'm ready. Oh, you're ready now? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. 
Set your timer for 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Mark. And we are back, and it's time to talk about Donald Trump. There are two major themes to this week. Uh, one is that there's... I well, one major theme, if you haven't been able to tell, I'm not really enthusiastic to talk about this asshole. <laughs> yes, yes. Is that a major enough fucking theme? Yes. So what I was going to say is this week there have been a whole bunch. I think it's like three. Can we all agree that he's still an asshole? <sighs> yes. Okay, Ivan. Yes, he's still an asshole. Yes, yes. Um, there have been, I believe, three books that are coming out this week uh, on the last days of the Trump presidency. And I, I, I should do my due diligence and look them up. Hold on. Um, so one of them is The second is I Alone Can Fix It by Carol Leonig and Philip Rucker from the Washington. Uh, another one was Frankly, We Did Win This Election by Michael C. Bender, which I think was a little bit on the before. And then uh, there was just recently um, uh, confirmation of some of the stuff reported in Susan Glasser at the New Yorker saying that, you know, she has a book coming out uh, that's not ready yet. It'll be out next year that also confirms a lot of this stuff. Um, and, and so, yeah, so a bunch of books about this. That was that was theme number one. Uh, all these books about the last days of Trump's presidency. And then the other thing was The Guardian uh, came out with an article uh, saying they got a hold of some documents uh, from the Kremlin uh, about meetings in early 2016 where Putin basically gave the go-ahead that said, yeah, Donald Trump is mentally unstable. We've and got, we need him as president of the United States. Yes, he's mentally unstable. We have compromise on him. We need him as president. Go forth, intelligence agencies, and do ever do whatever it takes to make that happen. Well, I, I mean, this only just confirms on paper what we, I mean, we already knew this, right? I mean, we we we've said this repeatedly that uh, you know, Putin ordered this now, but this is just, but this is like official written confirmation. Well, you know, look. The Guardian went through, they talked to intelligence agencies, they did all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, they haven't been able to absolutely confirm that this stuff is legitimate, right? Uh, but it apparently ha looks legitimate. And all of the spy agencies or people they unofficially talked to were like, yeah, this looks kind of like the real thing. And, uh, you know, a lot of the details match things we know. It talks about a meeting that we know happened because right. there are pictures of it. Um, you know, we didn't know what they talked about, but there were pictures that this meeting happened, all this kind of stuff. Uh, specifically, it's a meeting that took place on January 22nd, 2016. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, so, it, I, it, it it sort of is more evidence towards specifically the useful idiot view of what happened with Donald Trump. It's not necessarily that Donald Trump was was 
I shouldn't even say not necessarily. It's looking more and more like, you know, you're not having a situation where Donald Trump knew he was a Russian agent and was acting in that way and blah, 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 blah. No, he's just a moron, a money grubbing, a money grubbing moron. Uh, or as we've said before, what was it? The, the horny idiots or whatever. Um, you know, stupid, horny idiots. Yes. I forget. Yes. Uh, what, whatever it was. Stupid, greedy, horny. What? Y- you know what I mean. Stupid, greedy, horny idiots. Yes. Yes. In, in any case, it's so it's not like, you know, Donald Trump is a spy or Donald Trump is directly. No, you know, no he's a new he's a complete useful idiot. Yes. And so it, it's looking more and more like this, you know, a lot of, you know, this is just more evidence towards that picture of things that the Kremlin identified that, Hey, this guy is easily manipulatable. He's stupid. Some of his interests align with ours. We can use him. And so let's. Trump is described as an impulsive, mentally unstable, and unbalanced individual who suffers from an inferiority complex. There's also apparent confirmation that, that the Kremlin very good at ad- very good analysis, by the way. Yes, there's also apparent confirmation that the Kremlin possesses compromat or potentially compromising material on a future president collected. The document says from Trump's earlier non-official visits to Russian Federation territory. The paper refers to certain events that happened during Trump's visits to Moscow. Gee! pp tape! <laughs> so the uh, P-tape did really... So, well, maybe it's not the P-tape, something. but they uh, have something. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, look, in... Yeah, as as the as people dig into all the monetary stuff too, uh, would you know, we know their Russian connections in terms of the money and financing and blah blah blah. It's just a question of, you know, how much and how much does it compare to the other money things? Because we know other people were trying to influence him too, not just the Russians specifically, like the Saudis and other people in the Middle East and even some Latin American stuff. All over the place. Anybody, everybody. Yeah. Okay. So that's the old Trump Russia stuff. The the new stuff uh that's in these last days of Trump uh books basically all talks about how after the election any instability he had before multiply by 10. Uh he was completely ignoring anything else other than trying to figure out how to stay in power. He completely is all of this stuff uh, about um, uh, how it was stolen from him and pushing on that, trying to get people to do things, trying to get Pence to overturn the thing on January 6th. Uh, There were a, there's a lot in these books from general Milley. Um, So I suspect he was talking to a lot of reporters. I, I also note that we're just about at the six month mark. Uh, after Biden become became president. So I suspect a lot of this information was given to reporters on the condition that they had to wait six months before publishing, which is why we're hearing a lot of this stuff now. Um, and, you know, the General Milley stuff was basically like him being extremely worried about Donald Trump 
trying something in those last days. Uh, there are a few bits about him really pushing the idea of going to war with Iran as a way to sort of yep. distract and 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 you know maybe get a, given. So he he must have watched a movie wag the do- he must have watched a movie wag the dog at some point during you know like well he was yes. And- and then, and then, um, there was a lot about January 6th and the leading up to it and Millie being worried that Donald Trump was actually going to try a coup or, or, or do something. And so, uh, Millie was set up a whole bunch of calls and things like that to, to try to basically get enough sort of official people. Apparently he was talking to Pompeo every day, uh, to sort of, tamp down the crazy as much as possible and make sure they were ba- they they were set up so that if Donald Trump ordered anything really not so that it wouldn't happen either through people resigning or not doing stuff or wh- whatever um you know. I mean, the fact that they had to prepare those considerations is just so fucking I mean I I I I I figured that something like that was probably happening because and we were all very concerned about this situation as he hadn't conceded but just hearing it is still very disturbing yeah i, I mean and, and look there's a lot of this is hey was 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 general milley seeing things that weren't true like it's not like there's evidence being presented that donald trump was trying to do X, Y, or Z. It's just that Millie and a whole bunch of other Trump administration people were really scared that he was going to. Yeah. And so we're trying to figure out how look, they could I navigate mean, he was, that. Listen, while still, listen, while, while listen, still following but the, come on, look at what he, look, but listen, but look at what he did do. Yeah. I mean, the firings, the, 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 January 6th, the calls to the Secretary of State, the pressuring of everybody, the, you know, he was obviously, I mean, he was consumed by this. So, yeah, I mean, when somebody is consumed like that, I I mean, I would think that at some point you're starting to be concerned. Well, what the fuck is, you know, I mean, what are, what are the worst things that he could do right now, given that he keeps pushing this? Right. Um. And, and and yeah, so there there were apparently conversations about resignation in certain situations, and and there was a lot of you know uh, Millie was on the phone with uh, Nancy Pelosi and other congressional people after January sixth. We'll talk a little bit more about January sixth in a second. Um, basically, reassuring her that look, you know the the military is all about the rule of law. If Donald Trump starts issuing illegal orders, they will not be followed. Now, the question is, what's a legal order and what's not? Like, he was trying to reassure her that, you know, uh, the the military wasn't going to do anything that was just completely nutso, right? But there is a huge amount that it's completely legal, for the president to order the military to do. They've got a lot of latitude. The system has been set up that way. You know, so there are a lot of very unwise actions that might nevertheless be comp- 
And so the question is, what would happen in that scenario? And I think Millie and a whole bunch of others were very glad that it didn't necessarily come to that, uh, because you would be in a situation where you would have to have potentially, you know, military officers just outright defy an order for the, from the president, which says bad things about civilian control of the military. Right. But, and I think the argument would be, you know, this is, this is so out of what is rational expected that it's, it's an illegal order. But you can't just say that's an illegal order. You have to actually compare it to the laws, right? But I think that would be enough of an excuse to not do something at the moment or at least slow walk it or delay it or something like that. Or in the worst case scenario, resign and make him find somebody else further down the chain to do it, which takes time. Um, but yeah, I, I think the key element of this is, and, and look, we'd had some reporting on this at the time, right? But this is the clearest picture yet of what was going on inside. Well, here's the one thing. You, you're, you're, listen, you, you consider about illegal orders, for example. Uh, look, there are a number. I mean, the president just with the military can't just order, hey, you know what? Kill him. Yes. You know, uh, you know, especially a U.S. or just just kill him. They, they can refuse that order illegally. Just as an example, if the president just ordered an airstrike on the Capitol because the Capitol was not ratifying that's him as president. That's an illegal order. That's an illegal order. Right. Right. If the president ordered them to, to go and, like, surround the Capitol and, like, arrest all the elected officials, that would also be an illegal order. Yes. Yes. Those would be illegal orders. But on, but on the other hand, if the president said, you know, Iran is a clear and present danger. Because no, this, yes, this yes. incident happened, right? So let's right. nuke Tehran. He yeah, has that, the legal that's right to gets... make that order. <sighs> Fuck yeah, shit. Well, even that you consider a war crime. I mean, you could say it's a it's a war yeah, crime. Yeah, I, I, I've been thinking about that. Like, could you? Could the I, general I mean, you, in the I line? Mean, of the, the generals could say, "I'm sorry, you, you know, they did not commit an act of war against us. That's a war crime. You're committing genocide." No, they 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 could try. Yeah, they could. Yeah. Now, of course, you, even in that scenario, you have the scenario, you know, Trump could fire them and then tell the next person in line to do it. And eventually you may get to somebody. To, but yes. By the way, but 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 the, but they had thought about that, too. Yes. In that scenario, uh, they, they, they went as far down as to prepare for that specifically. Yeah. And, and again, the scary part here is, is that, that they have to go all the way through all that thinking that they were thinking about it. Now, may, maybe. You know, Millie was delusional. I saw at least one person say, oh, this is just a general with Trump derangement syndrome, whatever. No, look, this. Oh, come I'm on, sorry. man. You know, I've been hearing this shit about now. <laughs> Lots Trump derangement of people syndrome. were thinking Listen, this Listen, you know, I'm so, I'm so sick and tired. I'm so sick and tired of listening to this shit when, when we know he, I mean, he called, I mean, he kept, he called every damn official to try to pressure them to change the vote. I mean, he sent the violent mob into the Capitol. Yes. And and by the way, the other part, uh, the other one of the other excerpts that came out was people in the White House trying to get Trump to call off the mob. Right. And he wanted no part of that. He was thrilled. He thought this was great. Uh, I, there's at least one note in the book that says he sort of like 
was really happy until he saw it was getting violent. And then he was kind of like, oh shit. But even then, like he wasn't calling them off. There was violence going on for a while before he finally said something. And even then it wasn't very good. But the, the, the excerpts have, uh, you know, various people, specifically Ivanka. They talk about having, you know, the chief of staff, Mark Meadows, uh, and Ivanka going in to talk to Donald Trump several occasions to try to convince him to call off the mob. And he wouldn't, and he wouldn't, and he wouldn't. Um, you know, and, and basically, the thing about like, oh, it's just Trump derangement syndrome. It, the thing is, like, this isn't just like, you know, yes, a whole bunch of us liberals were talking like this, you know, at the time the thing happened. And we've been talking about this forever. But one of the things that's coming out in this reporting is about how freaked out Trump administration people were by what was going on specifically between November and January. Like, they were like, all the same, all the sane people are leaving. The crazies are taking over. Um, Donald Trump himself is obsessed by this and we don't know what he's going to do. And we're scared. Trump people were saying that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, they specifically talk about like, apparently, you know, he's just listening to Rudy. Right. Which apparently was liquored up. Just say, hey, just say you won. Yeah, apparently Rudy was drunk all the time and farting all the time is some of the details that were coming out of his books. <laughs> God sakes. Jesus Christ. Do you know what a fucking like nightmare scenario would be to be sitting around a fucking drunk off his ass farting Rudy? I mean, you want to know what the most unwelcome thing that I could like <laughs> desire on somebody? Hey, Sam, I'm going to lock you up in a place for like three days with a drunken farting Rudy. Dear God. But yeah, apparently the whole thing in those last couple months was anybody who was not willing to go along with the election was stolen and we're going to do whatever it takes to stay in power was being, you know, frozen out. And the only people who were getting in regularly to talk to the president, to President Trump, uh, were the people who would tow that line. And tell him what he wanted to hear uh, with the possible exception of Ivanka. That's just because he wants, still wants to fuck her, but Jesus Christ. Oh, God. But is it? Am I lying? I, I can't say, Yvonne. Yeah. We, we've talked about the creepy Donald Ivanka stuff before. So, I don't know. But... Yes. Um, yeah. So Donald out of control in those last few months, uh, out of touch with reality in those last few months, uh, trying to figure out how to do things. And, you know, the, the, one of the questions is how, how close was this? And the answer is a lot, you know, because a lot of people like general Milley, were steadfast on, I'm sorry, that's not something we can do. And he was, you know, I, there were some good quotes from Millie about, um, well, one, he, he told Stephen Miller to go fuck himself at one point, which is great. Um, well, I mean, at that, can I get that on tape? 
Um, I but, mean, I would like a video of that. I'll fucking get, have that as a clip, and you know, you know, I, I would love to have a video of that. Every once in a while, that I'm a little bit upset, I could watch him tell Steve Miller to go fuck himself. That'll probably bring me joy. Okay, here another quote from Millie at one point where he was, you know, talking to some of the other officials who quote unquote shared his worries. Um, everything's going to be okay. He told them, according to the book, we're going to have a peaceful transfer of power. We're going to land this plane safely. This is America. It's strong. The institutions are bending, but it won't break. Um, and, and, and he said on, uh, seizing control, if someone wanted to seize control, Millie thought they would need to gain sway over the FBI, the CIA, the Defense Department, where Trump had yeah. already installed some staunch allies. Uh, and he said, they may try, but they're not going to fucking succeed. <laughs> you know? um, I, I, I can't argue with that. And, uh, you, I, know, I, 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 you know, it's just still, I, it's that it got to that point. It's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, and <sighs> and look, and this I will this say goes, this, and I've realized something that I need to add to my bucket list. Okay, yes. I need to go do this at some point. I gotta find this asshole Steve Miller and like <laughs> you know, like get get him in a corner and just grab him and just dead in his face say, "You fucking asshole, go fuck yourself." I need to do that at some point. That asshole deserves it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the other thing this points out, I mean, thank you know, thank God Biden squeaked it out and won this thing. We'd be in so much shit if he hadn't. Um, but also, you know, this is a continuing danger because you know there's still a significant chunk of people out there uh, who are still buying this hook, line, and sinker. Donald Trump is out there today repeating this bullshit, um, and. Uh, and, and, and he's still got like the Republican party under his thumb for the most part. Um, that, that doesn't mean like, I think he's going to win. He's going to run and win in 2024 for the general election, but it means he's a danger. And the fact that he and his supporters are pushing and pushing hard on this whole, you know, uh, elections aren't something you can trust and if we lose it's because it was stolen from us etc cetera, etc cetera. it just ups and ups and ups the chance of more violence next time around whether it be in the 2022 election or in the 2024 election it's just it's incredibly dangerous and we've got these asshole you know we've got these assholes like Donald Trump himself and some of the other key figures in in this branch of the Republican Party pushing this message. But then, as we have had, you know, since 2016, we've got almost all of the rest of the Republican Party just silent in the face of it, at best, if not supporting it. Uh, you know, the, you can count the outliers on one hand. You know, when you when you start talking about, you know, Romney and Cheney and uh, the, 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 that whatever that other guy was from Indiana or wherever he is, um, you know, they're, they're literally like a handful in Congress that you can point to. The rest of them are at best silent. 
well, you've got a well, you know that you have a divide in there. You have a whole bunch that are just scared of their con- constituents. They have said so in private. Too yep. many. Yep. And so they will just, you know, you know, walk the bullshit. And then you've got the, you know, the like. Then you've got the, the true believers. The, the sack. The true believers, like who's that psychopath? The the, the Atlanta one who uh, I think is also a grifter or whatever. But she's, Bobert. I think she, uh, uh, whatever her fucking no, what, whatever. Why am I? Why am I going to say her name? It, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, there's that, se- there's that several psychopath. of them. There's several of them. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think you got you you got the silent ones who are scared. You got the true believers, and you got the grifters. Yeah, I I don't even you know at this point what are the what are the reasons I I was like not even wanting to. To talk about this asshole, I, I don't even want to say his name anymore. I, I really just, I, I honestly, every time I just say it, I, I'm, I, I feel like I am giving him more of what he wants because that is what he wants. Yeah, there are there are a lot of I've noticed this quite a few people who refuse to say his name in, even when referring to him. I've heard like them saying the former guy, um, you know, all kinds of elliptical terms. It, it, it's like fucking Voldemort. Yeah, it's what they want. This their whole damn raison d'être is for attention. Yeah, they want to get their clip on Fox News. Well, and they I noticed, to, you know, they want Trump, they, they want to get more attention. They Trump, want to get more money from it. That is what they live for. Yeah, and I I mean Trump is putting out these like little mini press releases since he can't tweet anymore, and <laughs> and, and I, I and they're just like longer versions of his tweet. Some of them would fit in a tweet. Uh, most of them are slightly longer, but they're just unhinged rants. And I hear I see them passed around on Twitter by a few people you would expect to do so, but for the most part, they're not you know, getting the same level of traction as when he was on Twitter, no, because I'll, I'll notice all, like no. for, for the most part, usually there've been once or twice that I've passed them along to our curmudgeons corner slack, but most of the time I don't pass it on. I'm like, okay, Donald Trump said some ranty unhinged thing again. Let's ignore him as much as we can. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I, I think that there is nothing more that this guy, uh, is afraid of than being irrelevant. Yes. And, and I think he's he's frustrated by that. I mean, even some of the little events he's been having have been, yeah, let's just say, not up to the size that they once were. Like, he's not getting... No, not just on the size, but remember that he was getting every fucking channel covering him yes. before. Remember? Yeah, he, I mean, he, 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 was, he was getting wall-to-wall wall coverage. Yeah, in 2016, he had huge crowds coming to his events, and he was being carried live on every single fucking network. And you can argue you could argue that they shouldn't have back then, but now they that, shouldn't. I, I I agree that they probably shouldn't have back then. I mean, they could have. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm okay with covering them, but the way they're doing it, it was shouldn't ridiculous. have been live wall to wall coverage. It should have been after the fact. Give a couple highlights or something like that. Um, exactly. But and now you know, he can't even get. I mean, he can't even get live on Fox. It, yeah, he's lucky if he gets on C-SPAN. You're right. There, there were yeah. been, there have been a few of these where the only place he's on is uh, Newsmax or OAN or something. Exactly. Um, right. And and all of the other places are ignoring him, which I think is funny. fantastic. Now, yep. will they continue to do so if he decides to officially run for president? Oh no! There goes the timer. Ah! Okay, we're done. 
Uh, I, I had, by the way, noticed that my silent one was at zero and I was wrapping up without the beeping, the beeping and beeping, beeping. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, um, that, that may change if he officially announces his run, but I, I expect that's something that he's going to um, stretch out as long as he can. Look, if he officially announces his run, okay, we don't need to fucking cover any of his goddamn fucking campaign events live wall to wall as had been done. Okay. No need for that shit. They may anyway, but yes, we don't need. To, I, I don't think they did. They, they, they haven't done for any other candidates before. They actually didn't even do it in the last campaign. Right. Okay. So I don't expect it to happen. Like uh, again, I think people learned that that was just ridiculous. Stupid. Well, you know, yes. and, and look, the, the, the news media got really hyped on because they got the ratings for it because he was crazy and he was fun to watch. And people were like, what crazy crap is Donald Trump going to do I, this I'm time? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fun to watch? Fun to watch. That was, Watching Donald Trump was fun to watch? No. No, that was not fun to watch. Not for one second. As a matter of fact, I couldn't stand watching him for more than 15 seconds. After hearing more than 15 seconds of him, every time I became irate and wanted to punch somebody. No! It was not fun! In any way, shape, or form! The, the networks carried it because their ratings were high when they did. Um, but the, and one last point, and I promise this is brief and then we'll shut down and move on. Um, it's, it's died down a little bit, but a few weeks back, there were a lot of people, especially on the conservative side, gloating about how ratings for the mainstream media were way down, you know, for, for CNN, MSNBC, all of these folks, ratings have been way down since Trump left the Oval Office. Um, now Fox has been down too. They're all sort of fighting for ratings here, but the, especially like MSNBC, CNN, et cetera, are way, way down. And they're like, ha, look at that. Those, they suck. They're down there. And I'm like, do you guys even realize how much of a self-own that is? <laughs> why, why are the ratings for news programs down? Uh, it's yeah. because right. people aren't scared out of their fucking minds about what crazy stuff donald trump is gonna do that day and right and, and, you know i you know i'm watching much less of that stuff right now we've got less downloads on this fucking podcast uh because you know when the donald trump stuff was going on lots and lots of people who otherwise We're normally scared out of our fucking minds about what the hell he was gonna do yeah lots of people who weren't would not otherwise pay attention we're keeping the news on freaking all the time because they were f afraid of what would happen next. They were, it wasn't, yeah, yes, they were, it, it's not just a visceral, like, hey, it's fun to watch the news. It was, no, it's like, we're worried. We're very, very worried about what will happen next. And so we feel like we have to be paying attention very, very closely. Guess what? Biden walks in. He's normal. He's competent. You know he's not going to do something that will destabilize the whole world in a moment because of a whim. And so you can relax and go back to your life and watch, like, stupid, you know, stupid uh, reality shows or scripted shows or movies. People are talking about, like, the, the, the you know, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff and the 
newest TV show they care about and and whatever else, they don't feel like they have to be glued to the news because of Donald Trump. So it's not like, oh, wow, you know, they all suck. Their ratings are down because no, it's like because you actually have a competent person that you don't have to worry about in the White House. Whether or not you agree with him on specific decision X, Y, or Z, you don't have to worry that he's going to wake up in a bad mood and do something that causes all kinds of damage. Right. Um, so, okay, that's it. Uh, let's take a break. We will come back and talk about the space billionaires. 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 Did you do? Hello, this is Justin Standard. I'm here to let you know about Sam the Curmudgeon's other podcasts, the Wiki of the Day podcasts. Wiki of the Day comes in three varieties, popular, random, and featured. Each highlights a new Wikipedia article each day, they just pick the articles differently. This week on popular Wiki of the Day, you would have heard this summary for Colin Morikawa. Colin Morikawa, born February 6, 1997 is an American professional golfer who plays on the PGA Tour. He began his PGA Tour career with 22 consecutive made cuts, a feat surpassed only by Tiger Woods' 25-cut streak. Morikawa has five PGA Tour wins, including two major championships, the 2020 PGA Championship and the 2021 Open Championship, winning both on his debut. In May 2018, Morikawa spent three weeks as the top-ranked golfer in the World Amateur Golf Ranking. That's all there is to it. See? Fun, entertaining, educational, and short. Okay, now look for and subscribe to the Wiki of the Day family of podcasts on your podcast playing software of choice, or just go to wikioftheday.com to check out our archives. Now back to Curmudgeon's Corner. Do do do. Okay, setting the timer for another 30 minutes. Let me make sure the uh, thingy. Got there okay. 330. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Okay, we are back and it's time for the space billionaires. Uh so we got Musk and Bezos and Branson all doing stuff. Uh Musk hasn't gone to space himself yet. I'm actually surprised by that. You know, his I mean, yeah, because he's had I mean, let's be clear. I mean, he has actually built the ship first already that could carry people to space. Yeah, like and his actually Go into orbit. Go to the orbit. space right, station. Right, 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 like, right, right, right. Branson and Bezos are just going to low Earth orbit. I mean, no, no, not, no, even, no, not orbit. even orbit. Not even it's orbit. suborbital. They're going up and back down. That's it. Right. They're, they're, That's it. They're, they're yeah. going up pretty high. And you know, the Bezos had, had this little pissing match about how he's going to go higher than Branson did. Whatever, and wh whether or not what Branson did really should qualify as space or not. Whatever. Um, but you know. Musk actually has built a working craft that has gone back and forth to the space station and actually does goes into orbit for real. And you know, he, 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 for some reason he hasn't gone himself yet, but the, these other two are the ones where we, we hear this little, you know, we get all the attention about it, I guess, cause it's, it's like they're pioneering sort of, private space travel because going to the space station he you know he's doing it for nasa right right um but this is like the the, the I mean, that is quite i i i'm pretty sure that 
I mean, I don't know. How much does each one of those launches to the space station cost? I mean, it's got to be quite quite a, I mean, what, $50 million, maybe? Something like that? It's not, that, those are not cheap. No, no, they are not. Um, and the, you know, the, the, the flights that they are going, that Branson and Bezos are going to be selling are what, like a quarter million dollars or so roughly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's like chump change. I mean, well, I don't think but they, they are know. filling them up with like eight people or whatever, but still, yeah. Right, right, right. But still anyway, you're still only, you know, like, I mean, it's not anywhere near the cost of like getting somebody up to, to, to the space station. No, no. And, and of course, Musk is already talking about going to the moon and Mars and blah, 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 and, and moving forward. So, and, and someone pointed out, you know, like what, what Branson and Bezos are doing is basically reproducing what NASA did 50 plus years ago at this point. By the way, how much is NASA paying per seat on SpaceX's Crew Dragon and Boeing Starliner? According to this, NASA will likely pay about $90 million for each astronaut. Ouch. Yep. I mean, you know, who flies aboard Boeing, or, you know, or Space Station. The, the per seat cost of SpaceX Crew Dragon capsule, meanwhile, actually, okay, the the, the Boeing one is $90 million. The okay. SpaceX is $55 million. Okay. I mean, so yeah, it's $55 million per astronaut. We were talking about the other guys paying, what, a couple hundred thousand? Yeah. Hey, I mean, that's what, that's what expensive, like, trip. Well, although if you think about it as per time or per mile or whatever, um, I mean, the, the $250,000 gets you like an 11-minute flight. Well, what I'm saying is that, you know, you're <laughs> yeah. asking in terms of like uh, Elon Musk launches himself up, up yeah, there. Yeah. He's giving up, let's say, let's say he's giving up, it costs him $60 million, basically. Yeah. That's what it would cost him. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and look, the, the other, I mean, look, I don't want to deny the technical technological, you know, advancements done by either Blue Origin or Vir- Virgin Galactic, right? Okay, they've done cool things. The Virgin Galactic stuff is specifically a very different way of doing it. It's not shooting up a rocket. It's you know, it it has the space vehicle is carried up. Uh, into the high atmosphere by a plane and then it's dropped by the plane and goes from there, which is a, a very different approach and interesting approach. And so they're doing something different and, um, and, and Bezos is of, of course is like, well, it, 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 it's just a giant penis rocket, but okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, I don't, I, I mean, I'm, the, the, the shape of his rocket is just, okay. Did anybody show him the, picture i mean maybe or maybe he's just like yeah that's what i want it's probably on purpose yeah yeah it's what he wants i'm sure it's what he wants <laughs> I, I i i i i i you know i i i keep having to lean on there is some design reason why they chose that in terms of efficiency or effectiveness because i i mean you know being launched on a penis to space just yeah, well, uh, you know, all rockets sort of have a bit of a phallic shape, but Bezos is more so. So yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah. A- anyway, I, I, you know, the the thing is, I, I, I want to know from from the Virgin Gal- like I know from look, Elon Musk has made his plans 
kind of clear. He's doing a lot of stuff for NASA. He's working towards the moon. He's working towards Mars. He's trying to, you know, he, he's he's made a, 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 a an economical launch platform that's being used practically every freaking day. At this point, I see the launches going off. Um, so he's really scaling the ability of getting things to orbit and working towards making it practical to go further than low Earth orbit as well. Um, you know, like, yeah, but what's the grand plan for Virgin Galactic and Blue Origin? I mean, well, I think that for Virgin Galactic to be, it's very clear. I mean, he's just doing, yes, that's it. You know, but even there, like, you know, they got to, you know, are they going to move beyond? It's just an expensive uh, joyride. Yeah, but is it going to move beyond that? Is it going to be like, you know, is he going to provide, you know, 45 minute? Uh, transatlantic, you know, New York to London or something, or 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 bet or better, New York to Tokyo or something. I, I I did not see. I have not heard of anything like that. But I guess it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, or or, or even just moving from this suborbital nonsense to full. You know, you go into space for a week or something, or set up a but hotel. Look, or... Even in that trip that they just did, like right now. I mean, he wound up back in New Mexico. Right. Yeah. It, it literally up. And back down again. That's what these are. Literally, yes. Yeah. Um, and I, I presume they've got plans for more beyond that. But they have to get to this stage first before they get to the rest. And I guess they're, in terms of sort of the raw technology of it, they are far enough behind uh, SpaceX that they kind of have to make a show out of these smaller accomplishments. Um, I mean, and it was a cool show. I mean, you got to see the little video of uh, of Branson and you know floating for a couple minutes, but yeah, I, I don't know. Um, well, I mean, look the 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 version one, the it's relatively it's quite a lot simpler. Okay, yeah. a vehicle, not as much technology. Um, the other thing is that far more reusable, as far as I can tell, in terms of. Look, it's it's launched from an airplane. It goes up it, 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 the rocket. I heard that there's only like one piece that really needs to be replaced. Yeah, that's a consumable on the on the the ship itself that goes up into space. Okay, uh, you know, so so it's not you know it, it it's pretty darn reusable and it looks like just a lot less expensive. Obviously, it's just a damn joyride. Okay, it's yeah. not going to the ISS. <laughs> Um, but, you know, nonetheless, pretty cool. I mean, I think the, 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 the one thing is, how do you turn this from cool, uh, something into, uh, like you said, transportation, other things, but, but then the next step, which is, you know, we talk, we, we kept talking about getting people to like space station or getting people to like the moon or getting people to Mars and all of this other stuff, which is what Elon Musk is really like focused on is really like trying to get to freaking Mars. I mean, he's obsessed with that. That that's been his thing. He says he wants to die on Mars. I mean, I, you know, I, okay, sure. All right. But I, you, you know, but I haven't heard from Jeff what his goal is. Yeah. In terms of Blue Origin, I, I guess, I mean, I've heard definitely a lot from Elon. Well, what, wasn't Blue Origin originally competing for some of the space station stuff? I thought so, too. But they fell so far behind. Right, 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 right. 
So so I'm just wondering what it is that they are what it is that they are targeting right now in terms of this. Well, and, and that sort of brings up the the next part of this is after and just to place us in time, by the way, uh, the Jeff Bezos flight is intended to be July twentieth, which is, you know, we're we're recording this on the sixteenth, so uh, that that's still in the future. Now, who knows whether how it'll go off, whether it'll go off, uh, you know, whether you know it'll all be successful or whether it'll blow up. Who knows? Um, so we don't know what's happening with Jeff Bezos's one yet, but it's scheduled very soon, and the the the. The Branson one was moved up in order to be before Bezos. Uh, but the other peop- the other thing that after the Branson flight, I was seeing over and over and over again from lots of different people were things like, you know, the fact that billionaires have enough money to basically set up their own private space programs is just proof that we're not taxing them enough. And, you know, this is just a huge waste of money. It might well be. I mean, I, you know, you know, some people have been talking about how this is just, you know, joy rides into space, you know, and how it's just a waste of money because it it doesn't really do something that is, um, I mean, what about any of this is better than anything that we've done before? I mean, I think that the argument I said the other day was like, look, man, any of these fucking people, anything that these guys have done, even SpaceX or whatever, dude, you look, you know, I'm, I have that film that I purchased, uh, you know, film. I have the, 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 I bought the, the video, whatever, on my Apple TV, that Apollo 11. Uh, uh, documentary where which, it shows, by, which by the way is on my list. I finally watched the full version instead of just the IMAX, but I'll save that for a later week. But go ahead, Apollo Eleven. Yeah, I mean, let me tell you something. All of these launches look like just fucking toy rockets compared to that fucking thing going. Compared up. to the Saturn Five, yes, yes, they all look like toy rockets. Yeah. Now I will tell you, uh, you know. The one thing that Elon Musk has done with SpaceX that was new and innovative, and now, you know, uh, Blue Origin is doing the same thing, but is reland and reuse those rockets. Yes. Yes, that's true. And that, first of all, it looks really fucking cool seeing them come back and land. Um, But second, that significantly improves the efficiency because like oh no absolutely you're, you're not just throwing away that rocket every time um yeah yeah so that that was that w- that was a significant new development that spacex did but otherwise you're right i mean we're basically um a, a lot of this stuff is getting us back to the point we already were in the 60s yeah because a lot of that apollo technology uh, was let to atrophy because we we went on this detour with the space shuttle uh, and really didn't push things much forward. And the space shuttle was kind of a dead end. Um, and so, you know, both uh, you know, these efforts. I mean, the space shuttle was a dead end in terms of like furthering, you know, uh, exploration of space outside of just staying in orbit. I mean, it just. But, it, but it, even it, it was, then, it, was, it wasn't it yeah. wasn't efficient for getting things to orbit either. No, it wasn't anywhere nearly as efficient as they expected. No, no. I mean, originally they conceived it as a replacement for like expendable rockets to launch like satellites and other stuff and whatever. And then we figured out, well, this is quite an expensive fucking satellite launcher. Yeah. Okay. All right. If that's where we're going to use it. 
it's better to use like other expendable rockets to do it rather than use a space shuttle. Now, it doesn't mean that there weren't a lot of really cool uses for the space shuttle and that are still not equaled even by any of these, you know, vehicles that we have around. I mean, the number of astronauts that could fit on the space shuttle, the fact that it could carry a payload, the fact that it could retrieve a payload and bring it back. Yeah, a big one. I mean, if you want, if you wanted, yeah. I mean, we did that repair at a freaking space telescope for God's sakes. I don't know if we could really do it right now if we need if we needed to. I don't think we can. No, we 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 have no capability like that right now. No, no. And so, so the capabilities that the space shuttle had were certainly quite expansive, but at the same time, they were so different from we replaced. Saturn V with something that had totally different capabilities, but it certainly didn't expand our ability to explore space outside of our orbit in any way, shape, or form. And you know, look, we got to the moon, and then yeah. So so anyway, a lot of a lot of a lot of what we've been doing with 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 SpaceX, uh, ma- ma- SpaceX, and uh, some of the NASA efforts with the the whatever they call their new next generation uh, rocket system, um, are all about sort of getting back to okay, if we had extended and improved Apollo, <laughs> rather than go off in a different direction, where would we be today? And um, well, I think the big problem is it goes back to the fact that how much fucking Apollo really cost. I mean, let's be <laughs> clear about this. Yes, yes, we built something that was amazing, but by God, was it expensive as all balls. Oh, and, and really, and, and also just, just to put it into perspective, uh, you know, the technology was actually, compared to what we have today, it was so rudimentary. It's amazing that we got to the fucking moon. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you know, the, these things, I mean, the, you know, the computing power of the uh, stupid, of the entire Apollo program would fit into my fucking iPhone, you know? Uh, yes. Um, yes, totally. You know, not just the guidance system on the computer, but the no, whole everything. fucking program. Everything. Everything. <laughs> you know? And, everything. And, and like, you look at the, some of the actual hardware that they had and it's, really delicate and flimsy and obviously just you know bit, you know they they had to do all kinds of precision stuff but it all was amazing that it fit together and they were able to manage to do it during using the technology of the time things that have advanced so much since then we've got better materials we've got better manufacturing techniques we've got better notions of safety We've got all kinds of things going for us now. Uh, now, not that we're perfect. I mean, we blew up a couple space shuttles too. But uh, you know, but look, there's, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Apollo was incredibly expensive and sort of pushed things forward much more aggressively than we would have otherwise. Just to be, just, just, just in the perspective, okay. Like right now, Saturn Five, okay. Compared to Falcon Heavy, which is their, the, the, you know, SpaceX's biggest rocket. It's the biggest one out there that, that really we've got available right now. Okay. Saturn V, the height, was 363 feet. Falcon Heavy is only 229 feet. Okay. All right. Liftoff thrust. Okay. For Saturn V, 7.6 million pounds. Okay. For Falcon Heavy, 5 million pounds. Right. Okay. I mean, how much, you know, the capability, how much to lower Earth orbit, Saturn V could take 260,000 pounds. 
Falcon Heavy, 140,000 pounds. I mean, this is where we're at right now. We're talking about, what, 50 years later. Yeah, to be clear, they are working on things that will get to and beyond the Saturn V scale, but they're not ready yet. But that's what I'm saying, that we're not, we're not, we're, we're not there. We're not, I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're just, you know, we're, we're still, you know, what, what, what hell we're doing right now is stuff that doesn't have the capability of Saturn V, period. Okay. That's what we're working with right now. Yeah. It's a, you know, uh, I mean, so it, it's just amazing, you know, how, what, what the hell we accomplished well, but basically just throwing the kitchen sink at it, basically. I mean, you know, so we did. I mean, we just said, fuck it, we're going to do this. And somehow it was done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, but I'm pretty sure that each, the, 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 the launch back then in, in cost in $1971, each launch of the Saturn V, well, in today's dollars, cost about $1.3 billion. Right. One launch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One launch. And we're talking NASA right now paying, well, how much to, to, to what's his name, maybe for two astronauts, uh, you know, about a hundred billion bucks yeah. to put up two astronauts. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's a billion, over a billion dollars per launch. Right. That's expensive. Yeah. And, and look, the, it, it was a massive, decade-long project to do all this stuff, right? I mean, um, and, you know, it's very, very rare uh, for, you know, that size initiative to happen. I mean, what, what we, we have the Manhattan Project, we have the, uh, the Apollo Project and the various projects that led up to Apollo. Uh, we've got, what, maybe the interstate highway system was of that yeah. scale. Um, yeah. But the, the government doesn't, do major problem ma- major projects of that scale all that often no you know and even now when we're talking about trillions of dollars on infrastructure and stuff it's not like it's all going to one thing no 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 it's it's many 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 projects yes it, it's not like joe biden saying okay we're gonna spend five trillion dollars to do this one thing <laughs> you know it's it's yeah we're gonna spend money on a whole bunch of different things improving all kinds of different whatever but you could imagine like a a space shot scale program uh you know like if, if you had the right congress for it and the right president for it which we don't of saying for instance you know, doing a, a John Kennedy-like speech of, like, you know, transitioning entirely out of fossil fuels in 10 years or 20 years or whatever it is, uh, picking some number and saying, we're going to spend however many trillion it takes to, you know, get us to, you know, negative carbon admission by the time, uh, negative carbon emission by the time we're at the deadline, right? You know, we're not, we're not doing that. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Not right now. Uh, okay. A- a- anything else to b- say about the space billionaires? Predictions for Bezos's flight? Anything else? I really hope that it doesn't blow up. Yeah, because this kind of stuff happens with these trips. I mean, let's be clear about this. This is not, you know, I'm not. I, I really just hope it doesn't blow up. I'm crossing my fingers. Just, I-, I mean, just... he's taking on with him um, uh, this this woman who applied to be an astronaut but was rejected because she was a woman back in the 60s um and early 70s 
Uh, he's taken an 18 year old kid with him. He's taking his brother with him, uh, on this first flight. Um, so yeah, I, I hope it doesn't blow up. I mean, I, I really, really, I mean, this is not being facetious or anything remotely in a sort. I really just hope that they get, go up, they go back and they're safe. Okay. The same thing with Branson. I, I honestly, and look, I was more worried about Branson because Branson is a, look, Branson's been a daredevil his whole life. I mean, <laughs> Look, he almost, he had to be rescued off the middle of the Atlantic once on, you know, he tried this thing about breaking the record of how much time it took to cross the Atlantic from, from the UK to, to the US, okay, uh, back in the 80s, and one of the boats uh, sank, and he had to be rescued off the middle of the fucking Atlantic, okay? Right. Uh, so he's known to do these kinds of very aggressive uh, things. And so I was a little bit worried with, with Branson. I'm like, oh God, you know, because I mean, his ship had once already had a catastrophic failure. Right. Uh, now they said that, you know, we corrected it. We've tried it. Everything is fine. But, but, you know, um, I mean, so I, I, I just, I, I just don't really want like, uh, 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 any of them to die. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, look, I, I obviously I don't want anybody dead. Um, and all, if, if it did end catastrophically, it would be a setback for all kinds of, you know, yes, it, it, this is, this is moving as much as I sort of make fun of just the plain space tourism, it is potentially a step forward in making this more accessible to everybody. Yeah, fine. It costs $250 million now. Let them keep at this for 10 years. It'll cost 25,000 and let, let them keep up after that. It'll be 2500 um and you know maybe we will get technology out of this that lets you very rapidly travel uh you know intercontinental trips in under an hour kind of thing um or or maybe we just get to the point where you and i yvonne could casually decide yeah let's go meet at the space station for lunch <laughs> you know right um and, and I, I mean i will say yeah, that but, I, I i mean i am i am Look, I, I would like to do a trip to space. I mean, I would like to. What, what, I, I'll tell you the two conditions. One, not $250,000 a shot. No, no, no. We're, we, we don't have that kind of money. Two, I would like it not to be like a 2% chance of death or something on each flight. I, 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 I'm with you. I, I mean, I would like it to be like more like you know, air, airplane travel, kind of like, or at least yeah. car, 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 car. I'll go with car because airplane travel is so ridiculously safe right now. The other day, I, I heard somebody complaining about the FAA or something or whatever, and I'm like, look, people, in the United States, we've had like you know, so few the last twenty years, we've had almost you know, like so few uh uh deaths in commercial aviation i mean you could count them like you know I, I mean it's less i mean there's so few people with the millions and millions of people that have traveled that uh, you know so few accidents that i'm like give me a fucking break okay you know it, 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 i mean yes the agency's not perfect you know the, the, nothing is perfect but by god okay you know the 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 safety with which we travel by air in the united states is amazing Okay, you know, it, it's an amazing feat that we've been able to do. And so, I, I mean, yes, I, I don't think that I need to achieve that. I mean, obviously, we're far more comfortable with a lot less safety just traveling on our 
on a daily basis. I mean, you know, look, like I just said, like at the beginning of a podcast, I mean, look, that guy the other day, you know, five more feet. And it's not like it's uncommon in Florida. It's a, it's an occurrence that happens. People losing control and plunging their cars into the canals and dying happens. Right. On, 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 on not on unfrequent. And it's not in, it, it, it happens relatively frequently. Okay. But, you know, so, Anyway, so so yeah, I want safe, safe travel. Yeah, we, we want safe travel. But I will say though that it these rocket launches are successful so often that it's kind of getting boring to watch. You you kind of want something. Well, to blow I don't up know. We watch like Blue Origin blow up. We yeah, we no, had watched no, like we had watched Alex SpaceX and, blow yeah, up. And, Alex and I were making fun. Uh, SpaceX's. Um, uh, what, whatever they call their next big rocket that they keep Starship, testing. Starship, Starlink, whatever. whatever it it, it keeps blowing up. Like, I think they finally did a test where it didn't blow up. But they had several in a row where it blew up at various stages. Uh, and, you know, we, we were watching a video compilation of the rockets blowing up. And, uh, okay. The, the, and, and, you know, I sort of joke every time I tune into one of these rocket launches sort of at the end. Oh, well, nothing blew up. But, you know. That is a joke. I mean, we don't want anything to blow up. We want it to go well. Uh, but that also makes it boring. But, you know, boring is kind of what you want. You want these things to be co- be routine and safe and whatever. And, you know, it, it's not like you're, you're, you're sitting on the edge of your seat uh, watching every, ne- every flight take off from your airport. You know, I mean, I know you go out and watch the planes take off, but that's not because you're you're concerned and it's a big event and one might blow up. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's actually the opposite. It's because they just, you know, go, you know, they 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 take off and land so perfectly without a problem over and over and over. <laughs> right. Um, and so, yeah, we want to get that way with space uh, stuff as well. But with. We got to watch out for the space junk too. Like, uh, you know, there, there's tons of problems with that too. And light pollution from like uh, Elon Musk's Elon Musk's Starlink thing, which is just throwing up hundreds and hundreds of satellites to do sort of worldwide internet stuff. Um, you know, all kinds of astronomers are complaining about that because there's so many of them. It's making it really hard to do ground based uh, telescope stuff because almost any picture you try to take will have one of these satellites going through it um i remember a couple months back i saw one of them i went outside and it's like a line going across the sky of a set that had just launched uh so you know and we do have a growing space junk problem that we're gonna have to take care of at some point another fucking problem giant uh giants you know giant space roombas or something yeah, basically. You know. Okay. Are we done, Yvonne? All right. Yeah, we're done. Okay. I-, I had one minute left. Once again, I can riff for another minute. Do we want to riff for another minute on this topic? No, not really. <laughs> okay. Canceling the timer. Okay. Uh, right. So, uh, the stuff at the end. Hey, let's try to keep this to 10 minutes, too. We've been doing a whole, like, 15 minutes on this stuff at the end. Um you you can contact us. You know you want to. You knew you know you want to get in touch with us. You can find us in a whole bunch of places. Facebook, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash curmudgeons corner. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Abelsme, A-B-U-L-S-M-E. 
or Yvonne is at I am Bo, I-M-B-O-U. Uh, if you don't like either of those, you can email us. It's it's feedback at curmudgeons-corner.com. And if um, you really like us, if you really, really, really like us, then you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash curmudgeonscorner, uh, and give us a little uh, cash money. Uh, at various levels, we will do all kinds of things for you. We will mention you on the show. We will ring a bell. We will send you a postcard. We will send you a mug. We will, at really high levels, we will let you have breaks on the show where we play the audio for the thing of your choice as long as we like it, I guess. We have some editorial control over that. Don't go crazy. Um, and, of course, at $2 a month on our Patreon or... If you talk to us a lot in those other mechanisms, we will invite you to our Comedians Corner Slack, which is like a chat room where we share links and discuss the news and just generally talk about whatever we want over the course of the week with ourselves, plus uh, a few of our listeners who join us there regularly and a few other listeners who like chime in like every once in a while. Like there, there's some core people who are like on there every day. And then every once in a while, somebody else pops up that we haven't heard from for months and makes a comment and then disappears again for a couple months. And it's like, oh, okay, that was interesting. A little drive by there. Uh, but anyway, yeah. what would if Yvonne, 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 the key yes. part of the show every week, what are some things that we talked about on our Comudgeons Corner Slack this week that we have not talked about on the show? We talked about getting payments from the child tax credit, okay, which apparently we misunderstood, uh, 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 you know, what the thresholds were. That They're much higher than we thought, like, you know. Yeah, they're much higher than we thought. Apparently, for a married couple, you can go up to $400,000 a year income and still be getting some. And I, I was thinking it was much, much lower than that. I knew I was it, thinking I it was way it, lower. I knew it tapered at some point. Um, but like I the number that I thought was the maximum for getting anything was actually the number where it starts to taper. So like un, and any couple getting un, uh, under four hundred thousand dollars gets something for their kids. Yep, yep, yep. Uh uh we found that there are some my pillow stores in uh, Minneapolis. Nice. Somebody shared a picture nice. of that. Uh, we also shared, uh, we shared a whole bunch of the stuff that's going on on vaccines, uh, right now where, uh, uh, you know, Republicans against vaccines, uh, we've had certain people, uh, in certain states, like, you know, like, like some states are, are actually like going to the extreme of like not even recommending vaccines. So we shared some stories on that, uh, uh, shared some stuff on the Cuban protests that have been going on right now and, like, how we have a hypocritic governor in Florida who goes and, like, enforces the laws on protests or wants them when they are about Black Lives Matter, but when they're about something that is a Republican cause, is like, well, you know, we don't need that. Uh, you shared something about a brain implant that lets a man speak after being silent for more than a decade, which that nice. was, like, very interesting. Uh, we also shared something about uh, Britney Spears' uh, uh, conservatorship and some more, uh, further news. And I also shared with Sam, just so he feels optimistic, that, you know, that apparently the new IMAX are coming down the line pretty soon. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I'm waiting. I, I, I have the money set aside in the corner. Well, not literally in the corner. It's not like I have a pile of cash here, but the... That yeah. would be interesting. 
I, I think ever since it didn't come, the the large version of the new IMAX did not come out uh, earlier this year. People have been saying roughly the fall, but the the rumors are starting to solidify. And you know, within the next few months, cross my fingers, I'm expecting it'll be September or October. They're, usually, when they do these things, they're around that time frame. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe earlier. Maybe later. So, uh, uh, one last thing that I shared for some reason. I got two different marketing messages this week. I got one on uh, something that I've never heard of, but apparently in Florida, since we're uh, apparently on the, what can I say? We are at the vanguard, at the forefront of certain interesting things. We have a full-service mobile testosterone service here in <laughs> South Florida. Okay. Nice. I I I I I don't know. Why. I I'm just that. That's like what's all I can tell you. That's one thing. And also, I for some reason was targeted with an Amazon ad to buy floppy disks. Nice. You need some. Which I, I which I'm just like you know I don't even have a floppy drive anymore. I mean I haven't had one in such a long time. I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do with them. So anyway, I I think I have one around somewhere. Like, I I remember I found, you know, I found some floppies in my garage that I was like, hey, it would be interesting to, like, see what's on these things. Uh, And both the three and a half and the five and a quarter ones um, I have around somewhere. Uh, And so I, I bought, like, what I needed in order to both a drive and you needed, like, a controller or whatever, because new you know, new hardware doesn't have that. So like I had to buy like a couple little things and then I never set it up. So it's just like in a box on a shelf somewhere and maybe someday I'll get to it. I don't know. It's just like all the other things that are sitting on my shelf and have been for years, you know, maybe, maybe some year. I don't know. Anyway. Yes. Floppies. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's pretty much it. That's so that's uh, the uh, highlights of the wonderful things that you can see on our, Slack. That that does remind me of one thing that I'll just do a 10 second rant on. You said marketing campaigns. The yeah. people who try to give you friend requests on Facebook from other people you already know or are friends with. You, have you seen this? I see it uh, relatively frequently. Like, yeah, once- I keep getting like, yeah, all of a sudden I'm like, hey, a friend request from somebody that, you know, like that, that I already know. And I'm like, what the hell? Well, I assume it's scams. Yeah, I assume it's scams. I get them at least once a month yeah. from somebody. Usually it's like of an older relative of mine or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you know, they try to trick people into friending them and I don't know what they'll do. And what, what, I don't know exactly what they're trying to get out of it, but presumably there's some sort of scammy angle. But this week I was really annoyed by one because it was from a friend of mine who died a few years back. Oh, Jesus. And it's like, really, you assholes, you know? Um, and it's like, yeah, whatever. I mean, they're scam. You know, they're scams, whatever. But like, when when I suddenly get a friend request from somebody who I know died five or six years ago, I'm like, okay, you you immediately know it's a scam, of course. But still, it's like, really, people. And of course, they probably have no way to know the person's dead. But still. Come on. It's it's just annoying. It's annoying even when it's somebody that's alive, but yeah, it pissed me off. Anyway, that's it. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, anyway. All right. Okay. Okay, with with that and and that last thing was not talked about on our Commudgeons Corner Slack, although maybe we should have 
uh, with that, we're at the end. Hey, if you know people who would like the show, tell them about it and uh, review us at places that have podcast reviews. And I guess uh, stay safe. Don't let your spaceship blow up. I, I presume Jeff Bezos is listening. So don't let your spaceship blow up. Get home safely. Yes, um, please. And everybody else, just stay safe in general. Uh, these new COVID thing variants are going crazy right now. Trends are going up in all kinds of places. Uh, you know, so if you're not vaccinated, get vaccinated. Get off your ass. Get it done. Assuming it's available where you are. If it's not, stay safe until it is possible to get it. And um, yeah. Um, Any, it's yeah. Anyway. COVID, COVID is trending up again, which we don't want to see. We'll undoubtedly talk about it again sometime. Uh, but that's it. Stay safe, everybody. Have a good week. Have fun. Do whatever you're supposed to be doing. And, you know, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Later, Yvonne. Good night. Good night.